0: Hi, this is Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels in Florida, and welcome to my Q&A number 79. It is February 15th, 2022, and this is for my virtual coaching group q and I, I hope everybody had a happy, happy Valentine's and a nice weekend, um, whether you are married, boyfriend, girlfriend, or Just loving on those kids, grandkids, horses, dogs. There's always someone to love on for Valentine's Day. But Valentine's Day is something that should last year round. Um, I'd like to welcome a new member. And that would be Kayla out of Oklahoma College Rodeo. And then also, um, if you paid attention in the group last week, I did a member highlight on Samantha out of New York. And I hope you found Her um, story and advice, uh, interesting, which I definitely did. And thank you, Sam. She's also served um, in the military service, so we thank her for that as well. Uh, The personal best drawing um, is for February. I'm getting that going I already have eight names on it, so we had some awesome um, personal bests already for February just two weeks in. Uh, Vanessa and Skeeter went to their very first show in two years and did wonderful. Kaylee and Jesse had a personal uh, fast time at Tour Champions Okeechobee. Uh, Jean, Anne, and Guy D placed um, 3D third at PacWest on Friday night with a 14.6. That's her personal fast time shaving from a 15.4, which is Awesome. Uh, Vanessa and Hunter got 1D second with a personal best time from a 16.6 to a 16.5 in South Florida. Caitlin and Goose ran their first 19 second with only a handful of runs under their belt um, at an arena that I think a 16 or 15 usually wins. But this is a fast personal best for them at this arena. Loping to first, really pretty left turns, um, just a really smooth run. So congratulations on your baby there. Um... Ashley and uh, Whiskey and Jewel hit the jackpot at PacWest. She's been dedicated taking her horses to all the PacWest and they did the year-end awards. She won a horse trailer. She won a saddle for the year in 40 and trophy spurs from the weekend as well, along with some money. So congratulations, Ashley. You actually are my first member to win a horse trailer. So congratulations there. And um, Nancy and in, uh, from Georgia, took Earl and Toot to PacWest, and she placed in the 1D average for Earl for the weekend, which is phenomenal, and um, Nancy was uh, sick and down, kind of feeling like it's hard getting back on track, but I'm so proud of you to go in there on Toot and Earl and run personal best fast times for the weekend. That's super awesome, so congratulations to you. Your dedication, horsepower, and grit is paying off for you, and just believe in in yourself. I know sometimes life throws us curves, but to handle the adversity and go for it is what it's all about. So, and Heather and Bo um, had really nice improvement on their horsemanship and also on the pattern. So I went ahead and added you to the group as well. So let's get into this week's Q&A. The topic... Um, This week, let me get back on the right page. The topic this week is going to be from chapter six out of my book. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, It's going to be tuning and conditioning um, your horses. Um, whether you have a free runner or a lazy push type horse and how to tune and condition for those two different styles of horses as well as setting weekly goals and keeping a journal. Both of those things are really important so we're going to discuss that as a topic today. Um, Some other shout outs. I've done about 10 videos so far from the weekend. If you didn't get a video or you sent me one I haven't replied please let me know. We had some Uh, work on towers in my area over the weekend. So some videos didn't go through or didn't get them and they're just finally downloading on Monday. So it took a little extra time. Anyway, so if you haven't heard from me, um, definitely reach out again if you sent me your videos. Otherwise, I will be working on several today that I still have to do. Uh, Mac and Suspicious placed in the uh, third place in the 2D Youth at the MBHA six. Uh, let it ride, 15-6 was a really nice time, congratulations. Um, and then like I mentioned, I mentioned some of these already, um, Caitlin out of Kansas and her mare, Holly, placed in the 1D 5th, which is awesome, and you had a little step off of first barrel going to ste- second, and I did a video to show you why and how you can fix that. You said it's never happened before and you weren't sure why, so hopefully that video will show you what rider cue can fix that next time and uh let's see her I think I already mentioned all these other ones Olivia and Dallas I did some for you to work on rate um it's really important you guys when you're on a green horse and I know especially for my teenagers my youth riders it's hard when your friends are on open horses and they're out there running full out and you're on a green horse or a novice horse um you've got to work on pretty and smooth first. So keep that in mind. I know it's not as fun as your friends on their open horses getting to just let it rip, tater chip. But when you're on a young horse, you've got to treat it a little bit more like Caitlin and Goose and just ease them to those barrels and just make for pretty turns because that's what's going to build confidence and that's what's going to lead to faster times because smooth is faster. Tight turns are pretty. And remember, we don't want to ride with our hands. We want to We want to be a confident leader for our horses. Use our eyes, our voice, our body, and our legs to communicate. And our horses should mirror us. Where we look, they should look. And we should be looking at the right places at the right times. So keep that in mind, you guys. So again, I'm working on some videos. And um, I will be adding some challenges and video tips this week in the group. I've already done a couple... in the uh, the importance of braiding your manes and why in the group this week. Um, also stirrup length and where your foot should sit in, in the uh, stirrups. Um, that's important as well. Um, rubber banding your stirrups in uh, your boot into your stirrup. All of those things are covered in the group and I put some videos and photos so you could see um, as well. And then I do believe I'm going to have uh, Wednesday be inline barrels as the dry work drill to do. Uh, Inline barrels is awesome for fluidity and straight lines. It's great to separate rate and turn. It's great to work on lateral bend and fluidity in your quarter turns. Um, You can do it with two or three barrels and work all lefts, all rights in a straight line. Um, And then it works on loose rein, woe, and rollbacks as well. So I'll add a video and um, illustration in the group for that. Um, Thursday, I think I'm gonna show you guys the counter arcing and um, rollbacking away from the barrels. If you have a horse that's really bad at anticipation and of course, Friday's always mental game. So let's get into the Q&A now. Um, the first one, the first question came in and said, my nerves are really bad before I run. They get really high. What can I do? So um, the, the thing is with, uh, with, with adults, women especially, we overthink. So remember why you're doing this, okay, you guys? You're out there to have a good time. You're out there to have fun. Most likely you work full time. You know, maybe you have families and such. And this is your your one day or one weekend that you get to go and enjoy your horse. And you practice all week for it. So don't put undue pressure on yourself. Don't overthink it. I've said this before. If you ask a kid what they're thinking before they run and they'll go, nothing. You know, or they just keep it real simple. Go fast, or ride to my spots. They just keep it simple. They don't overthink it. You ask a woman what she's thinking about, she's like, "Okay, I need to ride two hands, use my say whoa, use my legs, look at my spot." They'll name off, rattle off five things, and um, and you don't want to do that. So you know, have a routine how you warm up and visualizing your run, and then you moments before your run, you can say a little prayer, pet your horse, clear your head, um, exhale you'll be surprised how those deep breaths really calm your nerves. Your horse feels that too. And you want your horse to be relaxed and focused. If you're nervous and tense, they're going to be as well. And just when you clear your mind, exhale, just think about one or two important things like riding to your spots, maybe using your legs, whatever it is. Um, But just try not to overthink it and go out there and have a good time because here's the deal. We are either going to be winning or learning, but we're never losing. We can look at our videos and photos afterwards and say, "Wow, this was really great," but I need to work on that. So try to remember that too. Give your time, give yourself time after your run. Reach down, pet your horse, no matter what, because you never know if it was on you or them if something went off, uh, you know, off track in the pattern. Um, and just pet your horse because they did try and you tried and. And you give it your best every time you go out there. You practice, you prepare, but then give yourself time to settle down. Then review videos, review photos, and um, and always find something that you did really well. Like, wow, my first barrel was smoking, but I need to get a little deeper on second, whatever you know. But find a good with a bad. Don't don't just pick on yourself um, because it is hard to be perfect full run. So that's why we practice perfect and hope that it is a smooth, pretty run when it comes time to go with the speed and the adrenaline of competition. And that's where handling your nerves is really important. So the next question is about um, how you should um, handle your novice horse into their open years, because they were really free running when they were in their novice year, and now they seem to be more push. Uh, in their second year of competition. And you know, that is very, very common. Horses will change as they develop, as they get more confident. Um, So I would highly recommend working perfect circles, one handed at this point. um, You could use one barrel or like I said, inline barrels with two or three barrels. um, Because what will happen is uh your your free running horse now knows to hunt a barrel and to raid a barrel and to turn a barrel, so now you've got to drive them up into the hole more and things like that so by doing things like d pattern or single barrel um and you're working one barrel and you're riding the quarter turns, you're got the nose in the shoulder up the ribs out all that by putting weight in your outside stirrup and using your inside hand and leg with bumping and releasing um shaping and releasing will keep your horse laterally bending. And you can ride the front and back feet to each quarter turn so that's going to help also what you can start doing is in and outs on the pattern straighter longer on the pattern um, <clears throat> start sitting up longer in your turns if you need to i still feel like you have to sit for rate at at one point it might be a, a later point it might be one stride from the barrel or at spot one but you can still keep your legs on and you can still keep your rein hand forward. You can still look five feet to the side and five feet past the barrel. There are still things you can smooch at them. There's still things that you can help your push horse. But during the week, you definitely want to tune them a little bit different where maybe you used to be. You do a lot of stopping, backing, roll backing, collection, sit jogging. But now with your open horse, you might do more transitions, more fluidity. You might work on... um, spirals, anything that makes them extend and collect, but keep fluid and forward, especially around a barrel. So again, one barrel drills are great for that. Um, so uh, just learn, you know, that that's very common for that uh, novice horse or fraturity colt as they get into their derby and open years to um, become more confident in their style and understand that they're supposed to turn them metal things. And um, that's just very normal. The next question is, about looking around too soon. Um, She feels like when she does it, she's pulling her horse uh, over the barrel. And that's absolutely true. Um, Some people can get away with a look, but you gotta try this in the saddle to understand what I'm talking about. The next time you're in the saddle, I want you just to stand there and look over your right shoulder and notice how your right hip and your right shoulder uh, turn with your head and your neck. OK, and then do the same look over your left shoulder and notice your left hip sits back more and your left shoulder turns as well. So that's why we ride a quarter turn ahead. You don't ever want to look to the next barrel until you are at the backside spot two. Some people are looking around the next barrel when they're at spot one, the entrance, which is way too soon. And even on second barrel, you may want to wait till you get to spot three because of the fact that it's a full turn. So absolutely um, one quarter turn ahead is really important. Um, when you're running from one barrel to the next it's best to look three to five feet to the side of the barrel and three to five feet past the barrel so you keep your line really straight and you can use your shoulders hips two hands and two legs to keep your line straight Um, and then as you approach and you know you've got your spot one you look at spot two you can even use your inside leg to keep your horse um, softening in the rib you know even a quick uh, inside hand and leg bump at spot one as possible, and then give it back, let them work through the turn, and then you may help them on the exit as well with a little inside hand, outside leg. So, but again, every horse is going to differ. Um, but those are important things to not look around because when you do, you'll pull them off balance and you'll cause, um, you you'll basically you're not even letting their booty get around the barrel before you're telling them to turn. And obviously they can't do that without hitting a barrel or slowing down or even coming off wide or something like that. The next question is about having no rate in the turns. So um, when you have a horse that's not rating, you need to go back to basics. You need to see why your brakes aren't working. And it could be because you have no vertical face on your horse. If you've slapped a tie down on and a bigger bit and forgot to teach your horse to give to pressure, there's a problem. So take the tie down off, put on a training bridle and work on lateral and vertical face flexing at a stand on a walk and a trot in straight lines and circles. Um, Get the horse to whoa on a loose rein. Get them to back up and break in the pole. Um, Get them to do rollbacks. Make sure your transitions are working off your body without not having to use too much rein. Um, basically you need to get them broke in the face and get those breaks back to working off of your body. So like I said, um, start at the face and, um, with making sure that when you pick up your hands, they say, yes, ma'am, they don't pop their head or push on you or whatever. So get them light to giving the pressure in your hands and then get them working off your body for, like I said, loose rainbow transitions, rollbacks. That's a good place to start. Once you notice that your brakes are back working, you should get your rate back in your turns, especially if you're doing your job and communicating by sitting and maybe a two-hand check uh, to uh, and and saying the word whoa or easy or hair. Um, the next question is, um, my horse is not finishing my turn um, and um, they're not moving over from first to second. Okay, so my answer for that is... Um, If the rider's riding two hands uh, or getting back up to two hands on the backside and driving out and not using their horn or their hip, their inside hip or their outside leg to finish, that can cause it. So make sure your rider cues are correct. Um, If you're using your rider cues correct um, by having me critique your video and looking at your photos, then we can go and tune on your horse. And I like to um, set up the pattern and then set up um, another pattern pole uh, or barrel past the each barrel so that when you turn first then you go like you're going to third instead of first and then you'll have a little pole there and you'll make another right turn and then you'll go back to second go around second and then you'll look like you're going to third but instead there'll be a pole just above second and you'll turn that one and then you'll go to third turn it normal and then go around it and past it like you're going to a fence pass third and turn another pole. And I'll draw a diagram and show you a video of it. Um, but it really gets the horses thinking about turning and, and then having another turn instead of going on to the next barrel. And so it really gets them thinking, where's my mom gonna have me go? You know, is she gonna have me go to the next barrel or are we going to this other item to turn this other item? So that can be a good tune up to get a horse really thinking about finishing their turns. Um, The other thing is you can really practice um, circles and true turns and get those horses working off your hips and over finishing your turns. Um, Just make a point that every time you leave a barrel, you over finish um, at a walk and a trot. That will help as well. So hopefully that's helpful for you. Next question. Oh, your horn really, I want to finish saying the your horn really does matter on that. There are pivot spots and anybody in the group has seen my diagrams where in the hole is between spot one and two and where your pivot spot is. And your pivot spot is that second stride around the barrel where your horses push off and they will push off when you use your inside hip and shoulder and lock down on that horn. And then you pull up on that horn and give them their head and you leave and that's when you leave in that straight line and you get to that pivot spot on first and third as soon as their hip clears spot two Um, but on second barrel it's a full turn so the pivot spot is not until spot three the exit so keep that in mind as well and you have to sit through those turns and stay on the horn until you pull up on the horn for that first stride out again I've done a couple of slow plays of Uh, NFR riders and also fraturity trainers showing how they stay on the horn until they are out of the turns and how they sit through the turns. So um, so pay attention to the detail of those slow play videos that I did in the group as well. Um, Let's see here. Next question. Okay. This rider wants to get her horse's turns a little more snappy. She's Clocking in the bottom of the 1D at Super Shows She needs to shave off that last half second and she wants to know what to do It's an awesome question And it's the hardest half second to shave off. Okay, so it's going to come down to doing everything really well Number one your rider cues have to be great your timing your position sitting through your turns using your legs um knowing when to to smooch, you know when to sit for rate when to to um, you know start smooching. So I like to really sit, um, especially going in for my spot one. And then I like to, on the backside spot two to three, I'll start smooching and drive. You know, I can still be using my, my seat and my horn, but I can still be encouraging the drive and the snap on the backside. So as a, um, tune up, the next thing you can do is, um, uh, if a horse is being light and responsive there's things you can do you can do my figure eights with a snap drill that I posted in the group this week Uh, you can do f- rollbacks off the fence like the d pattern from last week where you don't do the barrel involved but you you lope a circle go down the fence line stop roll back lope out of it now my video example was quiet and slow because I'm not looking to tear up my hawks or stifles on my colt and I just want to uh, demonstrate you know calm focus but so if you have a hotter horse you'd want to do it that way but if you're trying to get snappier horses um, you could start with wearing a little spur and ask them I wear side winders for my spurs so if I sit and say whoa and I look over my shoulder I'll use a little direct rein and then outside leg I'm using my inside hip as I look over my shoulder outside leg smooch at them and use my spur by the front cinch and try to get their feet a little more fancy. Uh, pole bending, two tracking can get your horses a little bit more fancy footed. Um, yeah, um, that was a question someone else had, um, but I'll, I'll answer that next about lazy horses and getting those feet moving. So you can use that for the same, pretty much the same. Um, you can do, like I said, the D with the figure eights. I mean, the D with the roll back out and lope out of it. So you have forward motion and snap. Um, and then you can also start teaching your horse a reining horse spin. You're going to have to do it slow at first, you know, one 90 degrees step at a time before you do a full 360. Um, but you can start teaching them that when you bring your hand across, let's say you want to roll back to the left or spin to the left. You bring your left hand back to your saddle horn on the left side and add your right leg. For each step, you add your hand and leg and keep them on their hiney, but really starting to move off your leg by smooching, adding some leg or clucking. And then you can get your horse a little more handy that way too. But, you know, sometimes just, um, taking a horse out and sprinting them, um after a lope I prefer to do it in the arena the ground safer so I might sprint the length and lope the short side that can free a horse up um on the lazy footed horse um but you also I really like the idea of the figure eights with the snap I also like the idea of the uh D pattern roll back off the fence and lope out of it um again using your voice to smooch and don't forget after you get your rate going into the turn you can hurry out you can even walk into the turn and trot out of the turn if you're tuning on the barrels or you can jog into the turn and lope out and then jog in spot one to two and lope out spot two to three and get the horses thinking about snap. Um, It's also going to require that run and rim where you are looking, you know, at the right spots and and you are getting those tight snappy turns. Um, So again, I wouldn't recommend practicing turning um, super tight like the biggest mistake I see is people turning at the shoulder. We don't want to do that um, but anyways um, that's those are some ideas for you. And remember anything can be overdone and you can make your horse super hot so be careful with that as well. So now we're going to talk about tuning and conditioning a seasoned barrel horse. Um, a horse that's winning, and only that, that horse, or maybe it's a horse that's already been taught the pattern, you know, it's their open year. If they're winning, all, they, all you've got to do is really keep them ha- happy and healthy. Um, you know, we're talking about horse that's been competing on a regular basis. They're at the top of their game. The most important thing you can do for them is keep a journal. This way, if anything changes in their performance, you have a place to look and you can troubleshoot. The main priority for a seasoned horse is to focus on its mental and physical health. In the past you were training and getting them seasoned and now it's more of the emotional and physical well-being. So you wanna make sure you don't change a lot of stuff. If it's working, leave it alone. Don't change your nutrition, don't change your exercise, don't change your equipment. Um, you know, only if something's not working, change one thing at a time so you will know what's working or what's not also logging how you do at certain shows like if you're consistently going to PacWest in Ocala Florida then you would want to log your how you warmed up how your mental game was how your pattern was your personal fast time if the ground was different maybe wet and stickier, or or, you know drier and firm I mean just make little notes so that way you know what's going on so by the time um by this time, you should have an idea on what your feed your horse does best on, your best uh, weekly schedule, what your warm up should look like, um, how to get in the zone for yourself um, right before competition, um, and again, the log is just super super important. Um, this way, you'll know what's working and what's not by only changing one time a thing one one thing at a time. Um, it's also important to note that if you have a bad run once have a short memory, let it go. If it happens twice, you might want to start thinking about why and maybe do a little tune-up or get your horse checked by the, the vet or the chiropractor. But if it happens three times, you've got a bad habit, okay? The first time, it could have just been bad timing, bad ground, bad luck. Second time, I'd be kind of like, okay, this is twice that this horse has shouldered this barrel or went by this barrel, whatever. If it happens three times in a row, That's when the huge problems will start to develop. So you need to take a break immediately and get something evaluated. It could be something as simple as um, your horse just needs a, a week off or needs to go on a trail ride. It could be something where they just need some slow work tuning. It could be they need to go to the vet. Maybe they have a tear in a tendon or ligament, God forbid. You know, so it is important um, in your log that you keep track of all of these things. Even when you've, um, what your farrier does, you know, is he putting the same shoes on? Is he trimming on the same time frame? Did he note any changes in your horse's feet? Your equine dentist, your vet, all of this stuff's really important um, some people may just want to pony their horses, some might want to put them in the hot walker. I think at least three days a week you need to work them. But I do think, you know, if you want a groundwork day, great. But I also think that being in the saddle, nothing replaces that team building that you build by riding them 30 minutes, two or three times a week, um, minimum. So again, you can log all of these things. Um you know, just to, to uh, know, you know, there's things that you might notice seasonally your horse starts um, acting different, like allergies. There are certain times of the month where you might find your horse doesn't do as well. And maybe you can be more proactive, um, you know, if summertime they have a harder time breathing, so find something, or maybe, um, you know, they're not sweating as good, or maybe they're, you know, the allergies are bothering them, maybe they had a seasonal bleed. These are all things that you want to pay attention to. You can also log um, if there's certain kind of size patterns or ground that they like or don't like, and all of these things are going to be essential to you winning and staying uh, winning. So if a problem does arise with a good horse, good horses don't just go bad. Um, first you've got to rule out pain, you know, give them rest, uh, do the vet exam. You know, if um if uh it's you know if they quit working, there is usually a reason. Body work can be very important. Everybody knows there's a ton of options out there from beamer blankets to back on track to chiropractors, acupuncture, massage laser. There's just so much out there nowadays, swimming your horses, icing their legs, poulticing. There's just a lot out there and everybody has their own special thing they like to do. But once a year, a full exam from a sports medicine vet is probably a good idea to be preventative as well before your busy season gets started for barrel racing. Um, so anyways, uh, Also, let your vet or your farrier know if you're going to be going to any kind of different kind of ground. Like if you're going to rodeo, the ground's usually harder clay or, you know, maybe slicker than your super show primo ground that you would attend. Um, You know, so you may normally be able to go barefoot on your horse, but if you go to like maybe... Perry, Georgia for world, and there's cement everywhere, you may want to have shoes on. Um, You know, those are all things to consider if you don't have a horse that has concave feet and they have thinner soles. Um, Those are all things as well. I do like a barefoot horse if I can get away with it because I think the hoofs overall stays healthy. Um, They get harder just like, you know, your hands get callous from you know, or your feet if you didn't wear shoes, but, um, but there are some horses that need shoes for either protection or correction. Um, you know, so I think those are all things that you have to discuss with your vet and farrier for what's best. Um, if you have a good footed horse, you probably just find barefoot. But if you're running in rocks and and clay and cement and hard stuff, they may need some protection. So so now I want to talk about um, a game plan. So here's some suggestions for conditioning um, your horses. Um, I do think it's important to note that after a super show, if you went to a two or three day super show or a rodeo weekend or even just two jackpots on the weekend, Give them at least one or two days off to rest. Um, If you went to a week-long competition, give them a week off. You know It's important that they have two or three times a week or days off after two or three days of competition. They need to recover just like you would. If your horse is not fit, don't go to a three-day show. Start off with a one-day jackpot. Think of yourself after you work out. Would you be ready to go and do it two days in a row or would you be really sore the next day Um, and consider that as well if you need to give your horse bute or arnica or things like that orally to help them with their pain if you are doing a two-day show and they're being stalled more than usual and using more muscles than they're used to etc but again a horse should be fit I think competing twice a month on a horse is plenty. I think if you go every single weekend, you could very well get yourself in trouble, you know, and some horses can't handle it mentally or physically. Um, You know, maybe, you know, plan that you only go to X amount of super shows a year or X amount of rodeos a year. Um, Let's face it, bottom line, there's only so many gumballs in the gumball machine before you run out. And it's no different with a horse. Eventually, they're going to get arthritic and break down from wear and tear, just like, you know, we do, like our bodies do. You know, look at any professional sport and, you know, when they have to retire because they can't keep up with the 20-year-olds anymore and they're retiring in their 30s or 40s, um, in the, you know, football industry or basketball or whatever, you don't see a lot of them playing into their fifties or sixties. So anyways, um, and being able to compete with a 20 and 30 year old. So, so anyways, those are all things to keep in mind. It's not any different for a horse. They're an athlete, just like a humans can be an athlete as well. So for the horse, it's a really easy keeper. They're very laid back, maybe a really raidy barrel horse. Um, You could do those horses every other day and maybe for 30 to 40 minutes of a time. You could do a loose rein pasture walk for 10 minutes. And then um, you could long trot for 10 minutes on a loose rein. You could also lope big 100 foot circles, maybe three to six times each direction for five minutes and just have them be on a loose rein and fluid, maybe with a little bit of lateral softness to them. You could also go to chapter five of my book and do exercises one, four, six, and nine. And you can change it up each week and just do 10 minutes of those. Um, so any of the fluidity drills, um, as I mentioned, uh, you know, let me go back to chapter five. Um, the Let's see here, one, four. So let's see, four single barrel, one would be spirals, uh six um, let me get to the next page here six would be all lefts all rights and nine would be funnel barrels so those are all kind of fun you can change it up week to week so one day a week you could do a drill one day a week you could just pasture ride for conditioning and then of course Um, you know, cool down, you should always have a nice cool down when you're doing your warm up or cool down. It's a good time to do nose in nose out drills, leg laterals. You could even walk the pattern two times before you go to the barn and and be done for the day. Um, So now for the hot horse, the sensitive horse, the free running horse, you might need to ride that horse a little bit more often, um, but quieter rides. So you may ride that horse uh, four to five days a week, And a lot of slow riding for 30 to 45 minutes. Um, You may want to try to do a loose rein walk for 10 minutes on them. Just out in the pasture or trail or in the arena. Then you can do some sit jogging if it keeps them calmer. Or do a lot of transitions where you post trot to a sit jog for 10 to 15 minutes. And really get them thinking about raiding off your body collection work. Sometimes it's better to start with a sit jog on that kind of horse. Again, in your warm up, you can do your face flexing and leg laterals too. For them, I might lope one circle, stop, roll back, and go the other way. Again, you can do large circles, um, but by keeping woe on their brain, that's an important thing. So, more stopping, more backing. Uh, you can back straight line circles. You can do side passing, roll backs. You can disengage their hindquarters. You can work tiny circles. Um, From chapter five, I'd recommend exercises two, three, five, and eight. Maybe change it up one drill per week. Um, So exercises, let me go back to that page. Exercise drill number two is pole bending. Pole bending is great for leg laterals, collection, and uh, rate. Number three would be the D pattern. Again, great to get the rate before you go one-handed for the little D, back two hands into the big D. Um, number five would be the hind end turns. This is squares and you can either do your squares where you stop in each corner and do a quarter turn. So loose rein woe and then elevate their them like you're going to back a step but then instead do a 90 degree turn. So you can do quarter turns from a square or rectangle. You can even do squares with transitions where you keep the head and neck straight but you rate or slow down collect in your quarter turns um, and do that square type thing um and then let's see what is number eight it's hard to talk and turn pages apparently uh let's see here a straight line um Inline barrels, double barrels, you can do two or three, which will be the drill for tomorrow in the group as well. So that's all really good stuff. Um, and again, the, every horse should have a cool down. If I walk the barrels at the end, I would stop at my right spot, maybe back a couple steps if they didn't woe off a loose rein in my body and voice um, if I might pet them and just sit there a minute till they settle, I might walk around the barrels twice with a circle and a true turn, making sure they're thinking about the turn instead of going on to the next barrel. And again, um, that horse is just going to get more quiet riding, maybe smaller circles, maybe more stopping and roll backing, backing, all of those kind of things. But for a seasoned horse that is, um, not working, you may want to add some of my exercises from chapter Five in my book that all of you would have received in an email or some of you may actually own a book and you can get them from Amazon as well um just look up Tina Spangler uh, barrel racing books and there'll be a red one that's my training notebook and a pink one which is my record keeper okay and then um for you know logging your barrel races so let's see to improve your performance um. You might want to have a full vet exam, um, make sure you don't have any shoeing issues, dental issues, you know, body, leg pain, ulcers, bleeding, any of that kind of stuff. If you're dedicated to winning, you will go that extra mile and spend time daily with your horse, not just riding, but maybe doing leg and body stretches, massages, um, ice boots after a hard workout um, or competition. You might have a magnetic blanket, back on track boots, um, massage tools, that you use on your horse like thumpers um you know you'll also take better care of yourself you'll exercise eat healthy get plenty of sleep no drugs or alcohol drink your water you know all the normal stuff that an athlete is and don't ever doubt that you're an athlete because I can tell you when you wear out a body part and you can't keep up with your horse um you're well aware of how much it takes for you to be an athlete with your horse um so a sample of a log um, that you might want to keep uh, for record keeping, you'd want to have when you pulled your last Coggins, um, last health certificate, maybe what you dewormed with last um, and when, what type of hay and feed and how much, uh, vaccines, if you do them, when and how often, what type, supplements, what kind and, and how much, um, when was your last body work, chiropractic, acupuncture, whatever, when was your last sports exam. Uh, When was your last trim or shoeing date? If there's any special shoes and, you know, are you keeping on a four-week, five-week, six-week schedule? Um, Currently, what's your training program? You know, how many days a week? Your warm-up routine? And then for the actual competition day, you'd want to put the date of the barrel race, the name of the arena, what the ground conditions were like, winning time, your time, um, you know, how much you, you know, what you placed and how much you won, added money, entry fee, what equipment you used, you can even draw your run, um, where you think you could have improved the best part of your run. Um, you can even note something about your warm-up, like how your your mindset was or your horse's behavior or how they felt, that kind of stuff. So all of those things are just really great ways to prepare Uh, during the week and to prepare before your competition and as I mentioned in January when we set our goals in 2021 and 2022 I tell you to set a weekly goal that you're going to ride your horse three or four days a week um you know may, have that goal and commit to it and then you're going to compete twice a month or haul your horse out twice a month you know and set those kind of goals or pick one association that you're going to run for points or awards or whatever with or one one or two super shows per year or something you know, or maybe you're going to rodeo, whatever, just pick a goal, but don't pick everything and don't be vague, be very specific, you know, be very well thought out where you think you and your horse should go that year and where, what you're ready for. Um, and then set those weekly goals of what you're going to do, uh, as far as how often you're going to ride monthly goals, of how often you're going to haul. And then hopefully by the end of the year, you've met your annual goal and some of you it may just be have fun enjoy your horse and if that's it that's great too but you still need to exercise them so you can even have a daily goal of today I'm going to work on groundwork today I'm going to work on dry work today I'm going to work on drills today I'm going to work on the pattern today I'm going to go on a trail ride you know so you can have a daily goal a weekly goal etc and I think all of it's important I also think you need to look at strengths and weaknesses. you know, know how your horse warms up best, know how your horse, um, approaches the alleyway best, have it all written down, um, your, your goals for the week or your, your routines, how you prepare at a barrel race, you know, by the time, you know, one hour, two hours out when you get there, et cetera, uh, all the way down to when you put your leg boots on and rubber bands, etc. So just be very detailed and, um, just have a really good plan. That's how you succeed. So that's what riding with heart means, giving 100% 100 inside the arena and outside the arena and uh, always putting the horse first. And that's Ride With Heart. That's what TLC is based on, love, trust, respect, and communication of cues. So um, again, um, thank you guys for tuning in this week to this podcast. And um, as always, ride with heart. God bless you all. And thank you for tuning in.